View Update, bringing you closer to international news. 22 after 6, good morning. In the Middle East, Israel has now hit at least 70 targets in Gaza. The Israeli Defense Minister has told his soldiers they've been released from all restraints in their war against Hamas. The death toll from the attacks by Hamas on Israelis and by Israelis on Palestinians continues to rise. The latest numbers I have is that 1,000 people are dead in Israel and 900 in Palestine or Gaza. At the same time, neighborhoods in Gaza are being reduced to rubble while Hamas is still holding Israeli hostages that it kidnapped during its big attacks on Israel over the weekend. The United Nations has said attacks on civilians are illegal and so I presume is the blockade of an area that includes civilians. Professor Mia Swart is a visitor professor at the Witz Law School, specializing in human rights, international relations, and international law. Professor Swart, good morning. Thanks for your time. Good morning, Stephen. So we have Israeli warplanes striking what must be civilian targets in Gaza. We have Hamas attacking civilians in Israel. Does the law, international law, still really apply in conflicts like this? Well, of course, international law always applies, you know, and international law applies particularly in conflict and in war. You know, it's one of the foundational aspects of international law that war is prohibited, aggressive war is prohibited by international law. Chapter 2 of the UN Charter very, you know, explicitly prohibits war. Um, So the issue of civilian targets is a bit of a... This falls under under international humanitarian law, but this is also really crucial um, to this discussion. Um, But if you ask where the international law applies... Uh, for sure, but uh, but we know that um, you know because of the ongoing occupation, Israel has been violating various aspects of international law over many years. Uh, the problem here is that Hamas has attacked Israel in an unprovoked manner, which certainly you know is a serious breach of international law. Um, and if I use the word unprovoked here, I I mean it in a very specific context, which is that you know there was no direct attack from Israel that. Hamas was responding to, you know, a detect Israel sort of out of the blue. Yes, it's <laughs> a very complex issue. Um, so if we have both sides seeming to, frankly, do what they want. I mean, when Israel says it's removing restraints from its soldiers, um, we have Hamas attacking, kidnapping people. There's no way to hold them accountable, right? The only thing that matters is who's stronger on the ground. So, so basically, both sides, it seems, can almost do what they want here. Well, I hope not. Um, we know that after these wars, there's been a succession of wars, um, mostly started by Israel, uh, about five wars over the previous decades. And we know there's always a UN Commission of Inquiry following these wars. We know that the ICC is currently looking into, you know, uh, holding Israel account for certain war crimes committed in Gaza in previous wars. So, you know, there should be accountability and there might be accountability, of course. It just never happens, you know, this quickly. Um, you spent many years in the Middle East. You know that area around Gaza and Israel well. Um, is what's happened over the last few days going to change this conflict? And there have been various sort of comments about this. Um, we've seen some officials in Israel saying Gaza will be changed forever, and I think they they mean a sort of form of collective punishment in a way. Um, the other on the on, on the other sort of side of things, the fact that Hamas was able to uh, kill so many Israelis, something it's never been able to do before. Uh, must change the dynamics of this conflict. And then, of course, we have a lot of international actors as well. Do you think this conflict is forever changed by this? Uh, Yes, for sure, on various levels. So we know that Israel has now said that it's going for total war, 
which means this might mean a ground offensive in the next phase. We've never seen a ground offensive of this kind. Um, we also know that Egypt, you know, has certainly joined the fray now and said that they thinking of a humanitarian corridor because it is really crucial at this point that civilians must be, you know, escorted or have the opportunity to leave Gaza. Otherwise, we will see really massive, massive bloodshed there on an unprecedented level because people there, and I think this is what many South Africans possibly struggle to understand, have nowhere to go to. They are literally trapped between a wall and the sea, the Mediterranean and the wall. So if Egypt doesn't allow them to have this corridor, you know, there's a possibility that, like, that almost half of all Gazans can be killed. We've already seen areas of, of Gaza City flattened. Um, so it would certainly, you know, require international <clears throat> actors or other countries to to come up with solutions. We hope that Egypt will play a mediating role, and, and very soon um, Egypt has traditionally played this role um, because it is the country that's most affected by the conflict. Um, but more importantly, I hope to see, you know, a, a, a change in the entire configuration there, that there's a change in this ongoing occupation. Unfortunately, we know that, that Israel has, you know, now the most right-wing government that, you know, is using the most aggressive rhetoric to date. So this, you know, causes a lot of concern. Um, I think that it is that it's very important in terms of the governance of Gaza that it must be understood that Hamas is not just a terrorist group as it is depicted many, many times. It is also a legitimate government. The people of Gaza has voted for Hamas. So this idea that, you know, Hamas should be wiped out completely, that Hamas should not exist, should be revised in, in, in accordance with, you know, what the West regards as democratic principles, that if a population votes for a certain party, you know, there is a certain form of legitimacy. So, so it is very complex, but I think that, you know, if one keeps in, <laughs> keeps in mind that the current situation was absolutely unsustainable, that it was almost something that was waiting to explode, mm. then, uh, yeah, that this, the ground is ripe for very, you know, profound mm. political and other changes. Professor Mia Swart, thank you. Visiting professor at the Wits Law School, specializing in human rights, international relations and international law.